This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Cat Fights. Not the sexy kind, just with cats. I know that it sounds crazy, okay? I know it sounds really crazy, but it just feels really real. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that believes they're being abducted by aliens. I'm Zach. And I'm Frank. And today, we are here to discuss Horse Girl. Yes. I'm not going to ask you if you like this movie. Okay. I'm, I'm going to wait a little bit till the end. All right. Because I feel like I already know your answer. Okay. A little fuck. <laughs> wow. So the in hostility. the meantime, I will run down what's going on. Okay. So, Horse Girl came out in 2020. It was directed by Jeff Baina. You have a very select few people in this film, which I kind of like. I like usually when I we like do... a small cast because it's easy to read. Well, yes, it's easier <laughs> to like describe, but also it's it, it, sometimes it's a little bit better. Uh, just because of like how close knit everything is, mm-hmm. but anyways, you have Allison Brie in this, who plays your main character of Sarah. You have Debbie Ryan, who plays Nikki, her roommate. You have Matthew Gray Gubler, who plays Darren Colt, the the person on the Supernatural show that she likes, Purgatory. Yeah, um, which I've seen from Criminal Minds. I don't know if you ever watched that show. I was like, that guy's face looks familiar, and he looks like he's like on a real TV show. Yeah, like he's handsome. He I'll give him that. Well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have Molly Shannon in here who plays Joan, and then you have John Paul Reynolds who plays Darren, the actual guy that she kind of meets up with. And if you don't know what Horse Girl is, the main story of this is Sarah, who is this kind of sweet misfit girl who loves horses and crafts and supernatural crime shows, begins to have surreal dreams that start to affect her perception of reality. And that's kind of like a general idea of the film. Yeah. Now I'm going to ask you if you liked it. <laughs> what did you think? Um, like, second time watching second it Second time watching it, I enjoyed this movie a lot more. A yeah. lot more well, second you, time You weren't in, a, like, a right headspace with it the last time, right? Well, I don't know if I would say... I'd... I wasn't in the right headspace. It was just that was like the be- the beginning of the pandemic, mm. basically. So like movies were just kind of becoming not a thing anymore. No no theaters were you you couldn't go to a theater. You couldn't go see a movie. So I was like really excited to just watch a new movie. Mm-hmm. And this movie seems like it's right up my alley. Yeah, right. It's very. It's kind of like indie mm-hmm. filmmaking. It doesn't seem like it has like a really big budget. Uh, it's kind of a small knit. Uh, as you were saying, like a small kind of like niche cast and and it's weird and strange yeah. and it's like everything that I should like. It almost feels like this would be an A24 film. Right. But I don't really like this movie that much. Yeah. <laughs> so so right out of the gate, first off, I want to I want to just thank um, the reason why, like I picked this, too, was from actually Somebody who listens to our podcast. Um, this wow, girl, there's one of you out there. I know, I know right? Thank you. Uh, this girl named Corinna. So thank you for actually reaching out and being like, hey, you should check this out. Yeah. And here we are finally checking it out. Um, I have I have quirks with this film. I don't know what that means. Is that good or bad? It's like Sarah. Right, yeah. Quirky. Yeah, it's... This movie... I don't, <laughs> I don't know. This movie's hard to, like, kind of dissect. In, yeah, in, a like, little bit. Because... I want to talk about what I really enjoyed. Yeah, first. Let's, let's go about that first, because that's the easier part. Yeah, so first off, mm-hmm. uh, the director, Jeff mm-hmm. Baina, is mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah, like really good stuff. Yeah. I, I did not check out what else he's done. He hasn't done much. Okay. Um, but he does a really great job in this movie with um, 
he he is a very competent director. Mm-hmm. Like it, this feels like an indie movie, but you can tell that the man knows like how to properly block a scene yeah. and how how he wants everything to be. Like you can absolutely see. You can get that just from the title screen, like when they're going through the montage. Well, so that's the thing, right? So like the editing in this movie is really cool. Mm-hmm. So you, like the opening shot is kind of the sky and then it turns into the same color cloth, like fabric. Yes. And then and then you're inside the fabric store where Sarah works. And I'm like, okay, that's really clever, like, uh, transitioning. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that's really cool. Even, like, with cutting with the scissors, like, to open up the next scene. Yeah. Like, that was really done well. Yeah. Um, Allison Brie yes. in this movie. Amazing. By far, I think, heightens this movie. I think that mm-hmm. she, if it wasn't for her performance and her commitment to yes. this performance, I think that this movie could have really been not great. Yeah. Like, I've, I've only ever seen Allison Brie... Besides this in the show Community. And I loved her in Community. She played like this very quirky girl as well. So I don't know if that's like her shtick. But it's her shtick. Her shtick. <laughs> uh, but she takes the quirkiness to a whole nother level in this film. And I, I really, by like halfway through, I was like, wow, she's great in this. She's, she, this is honestly like a career best performance. Yeah. It really is. Um, and she plays she plays all the elements really really well kind of like the awkward socially you know just like the socially weird socially awkward girl who doesn't have a lot of friends but is also just very kind and genuine mm-hmm. she plays that really well and then when when you start deep diving into the the insanity part she plays that really well and again yeah. she's 100% committed like you can feel it yeah and i really really think that that heightens the the film experience overall mm-hmm. um the color palette in this movie is very, oh, very, very beautiful. Again, reminiscent to Call Me By Your Name, like just very kind of like light pastel colors. Yeah. Um, and it, I think that the color, I don't know if this movie was actually shot on film, but mm-hmm. it feels like it was. I'm not sure if that was the color palette, but that kind of, like you were saying, that, that like kind of pastel colors really makes it feel like it was shot on film. Yeah. And I just prefer that personally. Um, I like, I like the way that film feels. Yeah. Um, and it feels like it was. So I don't know. Again, there's obviously ways of shooting digitally and then making it feel like film. But uh, if you're going to shoot, if you're going to shoot digitally and then make it look like film, then you might as well just shoot on film. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> like, why are you taking that extra step? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously shooting on film is a little bit more difficult and I guess I understand why, but in my opinion, that's another discussion. doesn't matter. Um, it's a very beautiful movie. Yes. Uh, and I love the practical effects. Yeah. Yeah, like, everything just feels so, like, real. Like, everything, yeah. like, just looks really, really great. Um, another thing, too, was the music. Yeah, I was... I really liked this kind of, like, saxophone, like, it's xylophone like, It's really type. weird jazz, yeah. almost. Especially when she starts going insane. Oh, yeah. Like, there is... There's one specific scene, like, when she's, she's starting to go off the deep end. Um, and I think that's after, like, she decides to like sage the entire house and then she's kind of just like going crazy where it's like she goes and takes a shower yeah and then she wakes up in the the store that she was working at yeah um at first i was like don't really like this music because it's just so like chaotic like it it just doesn't fit the film at all for like what the aesthetic is trying to go for and then i was thinking i was like no, actually, this works perfectly because it's it's kind of playing off of how her mind is working. Yeah. Like, it it almost is trying to tell you, like, that she's just as erratic as the music is. Yeah. And I thought that was really, really cool. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I think that the music definitely is is a audible representation of like what's going on in her head. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that is shown when she really starts going nuts and she starts like making the uh, she makes her weird superhero outfit yeah. and she's like running. I love like she's the, like walking outside with the giant cloth and it's like the getting wrapped around the buildings too of yeah. just like walking out with yeah. it and, and the music is going nuts and it's like okay she's really like losing her mind mm-hmm. here um and generally speaking the f- I think that the first half of this film is really great like actually great this f- the first half of the film really tricks you where it's like the movie could literally just be this the movie and not to get into into it too deep, but I think that's where the movie begins to falter is when it leaves that space. Mm-hmm. But the first half of this film is like a is like a corkety a corkety a corky <laughs> a, corkety. Com- a, a corky comedy, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed just watching Sarah interact with the people in her life. It's almost like we could have just had a movie about that and then just yeah like called it a day exactly right and like her. Me, like her and Darren's relationship with each other, mm-hmm. I thought was really cute. It was, it was it great. Was really, like the fact that, like, he's so, like, when she has the nosebleed and, like, she goes to the bathroom and is like, oh, fuck, did I ruin it to Nikki? And then she's just like, no, like, I'm sure he thinks it's cute. And then later on, when they go to, like, have dinner and she's like, oh, like, I got my nose fixed, so, like, I won't have that anymore. And he's like, oh, but I liked it. I yeah. thought it was cute. And it's like, ah, oh, like, yeah. you, you start to smile yeah. while watching them. And it's like, and it's also just an actual, like, funny... Like, it has... It's way more... The, the first half of this film is way more subtle mm-hmm. than, obviously, the second half. And the subtleties, I thought, were really great. Mm-hmm. When when she's, like, having her little birthday celebration with herself, yes. and she's watching her show, and then her roommate, who I thought they did a really interesting thing with, because Nikki, her roommate... yeah. That you would think that the movie would have been like, oh, she's kind of like a bitch to her because mm-hmm. she seems like she's she's got like her life together. She's very pretty. She's got a boyfriend. But Nikki, for the most part, is actually really nice. Yeah. And like tries to like help. Like her. the fact that she was like, hey, why don't you hang out with us? It's your birthday. Like I'll invite. Right. She's trying to get her a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. It's like she really is actually trying and they care for each other. It seems like. Yeah. It seems like there's a little weird tension there, but. Overall, she seems like pretty genuine. I'm like, all right, I like that. Yeah, fuck her boyfriend though. Your boyfriend's such like a, a douchebag. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> such a cunt about everything. <laughs> like, oh, what the fuck are you do? Like, why do you have to bring up that she sleepwalks? But he's like rapping. Yeah, his raps are <laughs> horrible. Well, yeah, that's the point. <laughs> I know, but like, just God. He's such a yeah. He's such go back a, to SoundCloud. Um, so the scene where you know Darren comes over for the birthday party and they begin to drink a little bit and then Mm -hmm. she gets drunk and then they're like dancing with each other it's so just fun yeah and i really loved her relationship with heather Mm -hmm. the girl that fell off the horse and has now it seems like i don't know what happened like some something like neurologically because she gets like seizures now yeah and her relationship with heather is beautiful Mm -hmm. they go on these these walks together and they just talk and it just, everything seems so genuine and it's so, it's really beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, and I loved it and I just really liked being with Sarah and like, even when I'm at the craft store and Mm -hmm. she's with, uh, her, her coworker, Joan, yeah. Joan is like, 
so nice. They're just talking about like the beads is like, oh, why did they order this? Nobody yeah. ever buys and them. And it's so like casual, but at the same time, I'm engaged because the relationship seems so authentic. Yeah. And again, like it, I know I brought this up, like it feels very reminiscent to like Call Me By Your Name and Lady Bird, where it's just like, you could have a movie about nothing. Right. And it was working. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we begin to go into the sci-fi element of this film. And I do believe that that is the Achilles heel of this movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's funny because it's like, like I want to like it, but it is one of the things that I kind of like faulted the film on. It's like, be... Be one thing. Well, that's the thing, right? This movie feels unbalanced. Be ice that's, cream or be nothing. That's that's where I think the issue comes to is that it it feels very unbalanced. Mm-hmm. It feels like it feels unbalanced, but in my opinion, worse than that. It also feels hollow because we Hello. we then get to the point in which she starts seeing doctors mm-hmm. And it feels like the filmmaker is trying to make a critique on, like, the healthcare system. Mm-hmm. But we don't get any type of uh, exploration. Yeah, like, even stuff where it's, like, the the whole... Like, you get, like, snippets of, like, a flashback scene of when Heather falls off the horse. And it's, like, they could have dived in deeper to that. Right. Like, I don't exactly... And maybe you do, but... For me, I don't exactly understand why this movie's even called Horse Girl. Yeah, right? It's That was literally one of the things that I put on there for, like, bad. It's, like, very little horse. <laughs> yeah, not enough horse for, for a horse like, girl. I don't know. Because like, clearly... You, you get no you don't get a lot of answers in this movie and, mm-hmm. and I'm sometimes I'm okay with that yeah like, like I, I'm okay with leaving it up to my imagination but this movie feels like it needs some answers because yeah. the the whole thing with her and those the, the two people that own that ranch that I guess the mm-hmm. horse where they teach people how to ride horses you don't get any explanation as to why their relationship is so strange yeah like you f- you know obviously that like something happened the here. horse is not sarah's anymore right probably due to like heather falling off i guess i, I would but that doesn't really yeah like i would explain imagine there's something to do where it's like maybe the horse like hit her off or something like, like that heather falls off of a horse a separate horse mm-hmm. so she falls off of her own horse <laughs> and then somehow sarah gets is not allowed to then be on her horse anymore yeah. or it like it doesn't really make sense but they they let her still come in and watch but then you can see the tension building where it's like they want to say like, "Hey, you can't come around here anymore." Right, but they but don't. they never do. They never do. So yeah. that's kind of like a and uh, it just kind of dwindles into nothing. Yeah, right. It's just like okay, this was a plot point that doesn't have an explanation as to why it's a plot a plot point, mm-hmm. and also doesn't really have a resolution. I almost feel like the reason why it's called Horse Girl is because the horse is literally the only good the actual only good thing in her life but that's not true though i know and that's that's why i'm just grasping at straws (laughs) here because that's not really true um because she is and i don't mean this in a bad way but sarah's character is a very simple girl she Mm -hmm. you could she feels like a a lonely middle-aged woman and she's not. She's like a young 20-something-year-old. But the way that her hair is cut and the way that she dresses, she feels like a, 
a middle-aged woman who's never had a boyfriend before yeah and has never really had a romance so 40 year old version kind of right that's what that that's what <laughs> yeah. she feels like and but she also she feels like you know an introvert mm-hmm. and i'm fine with all that but then when we start diving into like the insanity part and she starts going off the walls it just the movie feels so unbalanced and 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 i like, and i'm like okay and we don't even really truly get answers. Like, no. If, like, is it even real or is it not? So so I looked it up too. Like Jeff Baina like actually got asked this question. Is like, hey, I know that this is a very ambiguous film. What is the movie about? And he gave an ambiguous answer where it's like, I think we left like enough things on both sides of the spectrum where you can kind of decide like what you want to believe. Right. But he the, never gives an answer right. of like what it is. So when a filmmaker doesn't know, <laughs> then that's a pr- in my opinion, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, because the sci-fi element is kind of, again, like it's not even, it's, it makes her go absolutely insane, but even the aliens and like that part of it isn't explored. No, like there are some good things about it though. Like the whole sleepwalking thing, like the first shot that you get where it's like, I think Brian was his name, the yeah. shitty boyfriend, like goes to get a glass of water yeah. and you see for like a split second, like a very hereditary Her, thing yeah. where it's like, they don't make you pay attention to it. Right. Where she's just staring at the wall and then they hard cut to her. That was cool. I really enjoyed the fact of like her going to bed at like 1102 and then waking up down the road with a payphone in her hand, coming back to the apartment and it's 1104 with a missed call from the payphone. Yeah. Like that stuff's that's really cool. Yeah. But there is this point in the film, like at that point, I'm like, I know that this film is trying to be, is it all like mental disorder or is it actual alien abduction? Right. And I never really committed to the fact that like, oh, it's alien abduction. I always just relied like, oh, it is mental disorder. It's, mental, it's a mental illness. And that's fine. Yeah, if that because that's you know the Babadook is a great example mm-hmm. of a movie that is you know is is this a horror is this a real demon or is this all mental illness? Yeah, and Saint Maud did it great too. Saint Maud did it way better. Mm-hmm. Um, but this movie just doesn't quite, and it's unfortunate because there's a lot of potential here. Oh yeah. Um, and I I think there's a good amount to like about this movie, but at the end of the day, when you have a character who who is written to to not. Like, the whole thing with her grandmother. Yeah, where it's like... Like, I get it. Like, you know, they're trying to do something where it's like, oh, she might be actually a clone from the aliens. Yeah. But it's so so apparent that it's literally just... They took, like, a an old school, like, <laughs> camera and took a picture of Alison Brie. <laughs> like, the hair's not different yeah, at all. No, they just no. curled it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's just, like, like obviously she's going to look like her. <laughs> like, you didn't even try to do anything yeah, different. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, like, the whole cloning thing, again. I thought that the cloning thing was kind of funny, especially at the doctor's office. Yeah, where she's just like, D- can they test for that? Yeah. And the doctor, he's like, I'm just an ear, I'm an, I'm an ears, nose, and yeah. throat doctor. <laughs> he's like, I, uh, I would, even if I was <laughs> capable of it, I would say it's very unlikely. Yeah, uh, he's great, that mm-hmm. guy. Uh, that, that was a really like fun interaction. And again, like the subtle interactions like that are way, way better than when she's losing her app, her you know her mind. Even even the stuff too with like her stepdad. 
Like it's actually pretty compelling. Yeah, you and can like, see there's and, like a relationship, and nothing happens there. No, he shows up for one scene, gives her like eight hundred dollars, and then just disappears. But it's that's like, the okay. thing too is like the subtle thing where it's like she says like, "Oh, I love you," and he doesn't say it back. He's yeah. just like, "Oh, just take care, sweetheart." Yeah, yeah. And it's like that's stuff that could be explored, right? Like we Even, don't, we're not, we're not exploring relationships here. Mm-hmm. Even the tarot card reader that comes in, like, yeah. yes, Sage is a very weird business card, right? But she didn't call her no like i i was ex- like when she picked up the sage i was like oh, okay she's gonna give her a call right and then she just takes a card and throws it away yeah and it's like sage. nothing <laughs> it's like, like okay. we could have gotten something out of there <laughs> yeah i don't know right. like i i just i go back and forth with it where it's like this film could have leaned so much harder on the sci-fi aspect or could have leaned so much harder on like the mental illness aspect of or it. just didn't have that stuff at all and it yeah. was just a movie i don't know like there there were points where it's like obviously the the claw marks through the wall like that's hard to do on your own right like the the like the marks all over her body it's bruises, like yeah. that that could be done by you you don't know yeah and then you have like the situation where it's like she's in the mental rehabilitation place and she goes through what i think is the best scene in the film which is like her just going to bed and it's just nonsense yeah <laughs> like it's it's literally she closes her eyes it's a different nurse the door creaks open she runs out of there she sees herself from yeah. the room and then it just divulges into like craziness which is great and then you have the scene where she wakes up and there's the roommate and they both have had the same dream of the the stairway the in water yeah and i was like okay, finally something solid to, like, rely on. But then it's also, like, maybe not. Because who's to say that she was even real? Like, she didn't have a roommate when she went to bed. Right. You 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 have um a movie that is, of course, being told from the perspective of somebody who's going insane. Yes. So you have, an, you have, you know, a classic unreliable narrator mm-hmm. in situation. And, and that was really good. Yeah, it, and it can be. It's just... Again, the movie feels very unbalanced, and the movie feels like it doesn't exactly know what it wants to be. Yeah. So, like, are we are we trying to make a criticism of mental illness? Are we truly going into the the full blown sci fi aspect? Because at the end of the day, I don't believe that you me- you left enough bread you know breadcrumb trails on mm. either side to decide. Yeah. Like even the actual... to me personally, it's a mental illness movie. Yeah, absolutely. Like it just she's trying to validate it with like alien abduction and cloning. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, like even the ending where it's like she is literally getting lifted up by an alien spacecraft. Again, it's like that could not be real. Right. That could all just because again, you're, it's all being told through her eyes. So you don't know what is really happening. Yeah. Like the only thing that really kind of grounds the movie where you're like, this could potentially be real is, the claw marks on the house mm-hmm. because her roommate, her roommate Nikki sees them mm-hmm. and addresses them and mm-hmm. says, we need to get these fixed. But again, you don't know if that's, that could be her own. She could have done that herself. Mm-hmm. Yes. It would have been difficult, but who's to say that it's not impossible. Yeah. And then too, like the dream where it's like, she's actually seeing these people and like finding them. So it's right. like, but I don't know. But like, that's, that's not impossibility. No. Because you could, the, clearly the people live around her. Like that guy just, he's passing by the store what it seems yeah. like every day. <laughs> so it's like, okay, like clearly you could see his face and then just dream about him. True. I don't know. Like I, I like ambiguous stuff. 
I go back and forth with this because it's like, yeah, I I like the idea of like it could be her mental illness or it could be aliens. But like you said, it just didn't leave enough on both sides for me to do it. Yeah. Like I was going to ask you, but you already gave me the answer. I was like, what do you think? Like, is it aliens or is it mental illness? But it is mental illness. In my opinion. Yeah. yeah. And I, I one thing I do, I did like, though, about the movie is that I did enjoy that the film did a complete and utter 360 meaning like it came full circle entirely yeah. like literally the the last you get you you get the um the intro shot of jones seeing the horse the back of the horse walking in the parking lot mm-hmm. and then you get that shot again at the end of the movie and then she walks down into a golf course and into yeah. like some weird <laughs> and just into the woods into like a random wooded area that and then like a clearing inside this wooded area and then she gets lifted up, mm-hmm. and then that last shot of the sky is the same exact fabric shot of the opening scene. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, this literally came entirely full circle. Mm-hmm. I like that. That yeah. was cool. But that's not enough to save the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I go back and forth with it. Um, I have, like, a decent amount of things, like, theme-wise for this film. I don't know about you, like, what you took away from it. Yeah, you can go ahead. Um, so obviously this film is talking about like schizophrenia, uh, cause that is really like what the illness is that she has, um, where she is thinking that things are there when they're not actually there. Um, this movie is definitely about coping because you get scenes where it's like, she literally talked about like, oh, her mom, she found her like passed out from pills cause she suffered from depression. Yeah. Um, her grandmother believed basically the same thing that like aliens were trying to like come and capture her so it's like this is hereditary with her but i mean she talks about where it's like when her mom died she binged watched purgatory because that was like a show that they liked together right, yeah so that's why she's so obsessed with it yeah and that leads into like routine and uh compulsiveness with her like just the way that like the early portion is of like how so set on routine she is. Like, she has to go to bed at, like, 11. She has to wake up at 7 a.m. She has to, like, go to work, do everything, then go to the Zumba class, then come home, and then she has to watch Purgatory. It's like she's so set in these routines that it becomes compulsive. Yeah. Um. Obviously, loneliness. Like, just the way that she is, where it's like she just doesn't know how to, like, open up really. Yeah. And then the big one was... The use of water, and I, I don't, like, I'm still trying to figure out, like, what exactly it means, but, like, the use of running water, because you get, like, the scenes where it's, like, she's taking a shower, and she's kind of, like, rinsing herself off after the first, like, sleepwalk, um, and then you get later on when, like, she starts to kind of think, like, okay, maybe this is alien abduction, and you see her, like, looking down the drain as it kind of, like, spirals down. Yeah, And then you get that again. And then, of course, like the ladder in like the water. And it almost kind of is like at some points it's like a cleansing for her where it's like her just washing away like everything that is bothering her in her life. It could be a trauma for what happened with her mom because she found her mom in the shower or it could just literally be the water spiraling down the drain as a metaphor for her spiraling right, yeah. out That's of control. That's what I was going to say is that I think that her life is like her taking these showers are like kind of putting a pause mm-hmm. on everything. But the water spiraling down the drain is like, as soon as this ends, your life is going to be chaos. Yeah. 
So that's kind of what I took away from it. And it's subtle things like that that I was like, this is cool. Like, this is a good metaphor. Like, yeah. this is something to really think about. Yeah, but it doesn't it doesn't give you quite enough, nor nor do I really think that the filmmakers really knew exactly their own answers. Mm-hmm. So I liked portion of this film. No, I, like I, just, I said, I think the first half of this movie is tr- like actually really great. Mm-hmm. And then the latter half begins to taper down. And although, although the film ramps up in intensity, it ramps way down and like yeah, me caring. It just, <laughs> it just didn't pull all the stops. No, this, this movie doesn't like it, have connective tissue. Like it's missing connective tissue between mm-hmm. the first half and the second half. Yeah. And it, that's kind of what I was saying with, and it, at the end of the day, it makes it feel a little hollow, mm-hmm. not a bad movie, no, but a swing and not a miss, but a tip like, yeah. a, a, you know, like, like you bunted a it. foul ball. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's a, it's a seven lanyards out of 10. I was feeling me. like a six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but again, I'm glad I rewatched it because yeah. I did enjoy it more. Um, because the first half of the movie, I was like, wait a minute. I was like, I was like, I, I'm really liking this a lot. Yeah. I'm like, I'm glad we're doing this. <laughs> and then, and then it lost me and I was like, ah, all right, well, mm-hmm. but it was a, it's a good movie. And, uh, I mean, it's, you know, it's definitely not a movie for everybody. Um, and I think that, uh, you guys can make up your own decisions as whether it's a movie for you or not. Yeah. Um, but thanks for the recommendation. We appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if you guys want any other, uh, recommended movies, um, please hit us do. up on yeah, hit Facebook, uh, Instagram. Like we we have our pages. Please contact us. I'm literally looking at them constantly just to see. <laughs> um, yeah, so just reach out, and you guys can send us a direct message, and we can then do a movie that you guys want us to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach, you have a recommendation? I do. Um, so Netflix, man, they're pumping out some shit. They're pumping out a lot of stuff. Um, I'm a little late to it because it's been out for like a couple weeks now, but. I really have been enjoying one show that they started called Archive 81. Um, I don't know if you saw about this. I, I thought don't know you if... recommended this. No. No, I just, I, I literally just talked to you and I was like, hey man, this is kind of cool. Oh, this is the one with like the VHS tapes or something? Yeah. 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 So it's directed constantly by like different people, but the creator was Rebecca Sonenshine. Um, and it's just about this guy who. His profession is is that he restores old VHS tapes and anything that was like damaged, like stuff like that. Um, and then he gets hired to like recover these tapes that were burnt in a fire. And it's him slowly realizing that it's like, okay, these tapes mean something because his father was involved who like died. Um, he like died. Yeah, he like died, <laughs> bro. Like died, died. <laughs> but. He died, and then you have, like, some really interesting ways that they did cinematography in this, where it's, like, showing the VHS footage of the girl trying to figure out what's going on inside this apartment building. Um, And I haven't gotten to the end yet. I don't know. It's either aliens or it's a sex cult. It's one of the two. Maybe or, it's an alien sex cult. Or it's cult. an alien sex cult. Which I'm, I'm, I'm all sure. about that. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> Four boobs? <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, my girlfriend, I, I remember I went over to my girlfriend's place and her mom was there and she had it playing. Mm-hmm. And I like saw a quick kind of three minutes of it. And I was it's like, interesting. It's like, all right. It looks, like, it looks like it could be something. It's done very well. The acting is pretty decent in it. The mystery element is pretty fun. I got my fiance hooked on it, so now she wants to watch it all. Yeah. So it's it's pretty cool. Um again I haven't finished it yet. I don't know exactly the ending. Sorry everybody. 
I won't bring it up again, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but All right, cool. Archive 81, it's pretty cool. Nice. Cool. Great. Frank, what are we doing next? So, uh, a topic that I'm actually kind of excited to do. I think that this is pretty good. Uh, if, if I do say so myself, I'll give myself a little pat on the back. Mm. Um, I want to discuss some really great comedic moments in non-comedy films. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, look forward to that. Zach, take us out. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Now, Frank, put the phone.